You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9.15 or 11 here at 847 York Street. If you're just joining us either online or in the room uh, in our second part of this series, uh, the, uh, it'll make sense in a minute. We'll, fresh wind will make sense in a minute. I just want to give a shout out uh, to a good friend of this church. Vic Lalone and Miriam are being uh, licensed into ministry today over at Fountain Gate. Hands laid on them. And we just want to shout out with them. And, and uh, I was talking this week with Pastor uh, James trip from Motion Church in uh, Morrisburg. And man, I can't let all the details out of the bag, but they're looking at their region. There's some exciting announcements coming from Motion Church as they're growing. They received an expansion offering. They didn't call it that. Uh, I'm using that word because we called it that, but that's what they're using it for. And uh, and and he, he said to me, you know, um, I was just, I was believing God for $12,000. And last Sunday, they did that offering, and uh, $5,000 came in. And, uh, and so he, he called me up, and he said, I'm having a terrible day. And, uh, and we do that as pastors. And then uh, later on, there were a number of phone calls that came in, people that hadn't been uh, able to attend or to get offering uh, to participate in uh, what they're doing in their region. And it went from five to 12, to now over $20,000. <laughs> I just want to give that, that house of God a big shout out today and their faith. I want to remind you as well that we have an expansion offering here, and we're believing God for miracles as well. About $13,000 has come in toward our 40000 goal. We're not going to talk any more about it. We're just going to move forward. We say it this way, at the speed of our generosity, uh, we, will, we will continue to put things into place that we're believing that God has for us here. Uh, we're uh, able to just about pay for all of the downstairs uh, renovations. We have some new flooring, some different things going in in the other children's wing. You'll be hearing about that. And uh, so here we are, uh, Fresh Wind Part 2. And just before I jump into that, if you're a small group leader, we're meeting this week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I want to remind you of that. Super important as we get ready for our uh, in-home, real live small group meetings in this semester starting the week of Thanksgiving. Well, Jesus used the analogy of wind to describe the work of the Holy Spirit, and that's why we're calling this fresh wind. We're believing for a fresh work, a fresh activity of the Holy Spirit here in our lives personally and in our lives as a church corporately. And everyone online this morning, we're believing for you to uh, experience that as well. Often, the Bible will use uh, this analogy of the blowing wind. We'll see manifestations of wind throughout the scriptures, and we see that God's presence or God's activity follows or is in the wind. In fact, in Genesis chapter 3, and for those of you that this is a familiar scripture to you, it talks about how Adam and Eve enjoyed personal relationship and literally walked with God in the Garden of Eden. And it says it this way in Genesis, when the cool evening breezes were blowing 
And uh, as you look at, and you're, you might have a different uh, wording in the Bible interpretation that you're using, this is actually a hard verse to put into English because the breath of God and the walking of God and the sound of God are all in uh, the words that are there. And I like the way the New Living Translation says this, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden. God's presence and God's wind, the wind of the Holy Spirit, and it's symbolic of God moving. How many are familiar with the story of the Red Sea, when God parted the Red Sea? Many of you are familiar with that story, and if you're new to the Bible, there's this great account in the Old Testament that God's people that had been in bondage in Egypt, God's going to free them. Uh, there have been movies made about this, Let My People Go to Pharaoh, and they uh, stood at the Red Sea, uh, and they had Pharaoh's armies behind them. God said to Moses, hold out your staff, I'll do a miracle, and the Bible says that the wind began to blow all evening long and, and blew the water and, and caused the water to part and then caused the land, because the bottom of the river would be muddy. They had to get their, get all of their, you know, the Bible says about, or we predict about two, uh, two million people with children and, and, and livestock and everything. So that had to be hard, dry ground. And they got across. It was the wind or the breath of God that parted that or, or, or made that miracle. In this series, we're believing God to continue blowing his breath, blowing his wind, the activity of the Holy Spirit. And I want to share some experiences uh, this week that you can, can kind of enter into if you, uh, if, if, if you identify with this work of the Holy Spirit. We talked last week and we said that the Holy Spirit is fully God. We say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and we refer to the Holy Spirit as the third person in the Trinity. I actually have an issue with the numbers because it suggests some kind of hierarchy uh, in the Godhead, that God's in charge and then Jesus is kind of in between, mediating between the Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit and the Father. No, no, really think of them sitting around a table. And there isn't an order, but together, they're three, and they're one, they're one, and they're three. If we could understand it, we would be God. And so it's the mystery of the Godhead. It's what makes God, God. But Jesus said, as he taught, that it would be better that he would go away so the Holy Spirit would come. I want you to think about it this way. Isaiah said, as he prophesied 700 years before Jesus came, that there would be Emmanuel, God with us. And so God came, uh, Jesus came in the form of a human to show us, to show us what God was like. And so we had God with us. And Jesus said, God in you is going to be better than God with you. And so he said, I need to go. And so we looked at that last week. And this week we're going to continue uh, just kind of jumping into this series and understanding the work uh, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I'd like to look at the baptism of Jesus this morning when Jesus himself uh, went into the waters of the Jordan and John the Baptist baptized Jesus. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for your scriptures today. I thank you that it's your word. And Lord, when your Holy Spirit illuminates the word, it becomes life to us. So I pray for that illuminating power of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, today. 
and touch each one. Touch me today as I need, uh, I need some unction on the function of preaching. I need, I need your touch on my life right now. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Online, you're watching. Amen. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son. He brings me great joy. Jesus' baptism marks the beginning of his ministry. Before this announcement, the Father's voice being heard for all that were gathered, uh, before that, he's Jesus the carpenter. That's all he's known of. He doesn't, he, there's no recorded miracles. No one knows who he is. In fact, I, I believe that Satan himself did not know who Jesus was until the announcement because uh, Satan had tried when Jesus was a baby to kill all the babies. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's not until this baptism that Jesus goes into the wilderness and has a confrontation with the enemy because the, the devil now knows who he is. And so at this point, there's no mark on his life or any indication uh, that he's the Messiah, that he's God's promised son. And so uh, um, he, he, this is a very important time if you understand culturally what's taking place, because right now he's Jesus the carpenter. If you needed a wagon wheel fixed, you went to Jesus the carpenter. If you needed your hen house door repaired, Jesus the carpenter. You needed a new table at home, Jesus the, oh, you're following along, that's great. And, uh, and so at this moment, he's no longer Jesus the carpenter. God says, this is my son. Now let me, let me give you some context because we look at it from our, uh, just our understanding in the Western world and we don't have a context for this, but there is one for this, uh, this, this part of the world at this time. And it was this, when a business old owner had an eldest son that have co had come of age, he would make a transference of authority to the son. The son would be given a signet ring uh, that would be the stamp for all of the documents. And so he would take his father's name on the signet ring and he would act for the father in full authority of the father. In fact, what the father was saying, he would go down to the public square and it would be a big ceremony. And he would say, the father would say, you used to deal with me. But at the carpenter shop now, if it was the case of the carpenter shop, uh, but Joseph has passed away, and Jesus' father in heaven, not his, not his father, that it was his, kind of his stepdad because the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, with Mary. And, and so Joseph, uh, from what we know from tradition, passed away when Jesus was about 12. But a father that was engaging his son would say, now when you deal with my son, you're dealing with me. So don't ask for me when you come to the store. You ask for my son. He has the full privileges, the full authority. Where you see the son, you see me. And then he would say, this is my son. He would end the ceremony. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, now take that contest. That's exactly what's happening. As Jesus begins the work of the kingdom, the work, the inaugural work of his ministry on the earth, of God's love being poured out upon the earth, and God speaks from heaven. It says the heavens were open. It, the word there, it means it's a violent ripping, a violent ripping. Nothing can hold back what God's going to do. I'll say it again. Nothing can hold back what God's going to do. God violently ripped open 
heaven was now open to the earth. A voice from heaven, the Father. Jesus is standing there, and the part I want you to see is the Holy Spirit descends from heaven uh, in a way I don't know if everyone saw it. Certainly Jesus saw it, the Bible says. And the Holy Spirit's not a bird. (laughs) It doesn't say a dove came out of heaven and landed on Jesus' head. Pigeons were not in the story. Doves were not in the story. If you read it, it said the same way a dove would hover and land, that's the way it appeared to Jesus of the Holy Spirit coming on his life. Say on. It's really important because the scriptures are clear that Jesus being fully God but being fully man, Philippians tells us that he emptied himself of divinity. He relinquished the use, the independent use of his divinity and came in submission to the Father and specifically the Holy Spirit while he was on the earth. Jesus said, I don't do what I want to do. I do what I'm told to do and what I see to do. And what he was demonstrating is when we we go, when Jesus said, greater works will you do, Well, how will we do that? Under the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus yielded himself. He came under the power of the Holy Spirit in order to begin walking out his ministry. What he was showing us and what we're gonna see today is that you and I can yield, say yield, You can yield to the work of the Holy Spirit. I started this series with a poem about you know when the wind's blowing because the trees will bow. Well, buildings don't yield to the wind, thankfully. They fall over. That God designed the trees to yield to the wind so we could see the activity of the wind. You and I can come under or yield to. You can choose not to yield to. Now, I don't know why anybody would choose not to yield, as we're going to see the the incredible things that happens when we do, to the Holy Spirit. But it is giving your will to the will of God by allowing the Holy Spirit to direct and lead and have activity in our lives. All right, so I want to look at that this morning. And uh, here's a thought uh, uh, that popped in my mind as I was thinking about how sometimes I schedule meetings to meet with some of you or with a townsperson, and I'll say, um, let's meet at Tim's. And if you're watching online, like Alareza and Atar are from Turkey, Tim's isn't a guy's house that I go to, but Tim's is short for Tim Hortons here in Canada. You'll be here soon, and you'll be drinking, drinking our Tim Hortons, and you'll wonder what's so great about it. But anyway, uh, uh, you can lip... Just look, even now, look at all the conspiracy theories as to why uh, Tim Hortons, it's, no, I won't go, oh, I, I was so close, I was so close, I'm, uh, my head's just going in a million directions, stay on track. So I will say to somebody, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's meet at Tim's, and uh, if, you're, if you're from Cornwall, uh, you know there are two Tim Hortons on Brookdale, and so more than once... I'm looking at my watch, and, and uh, it's 3 o'clock, and uh, then it's 3.05, and we're going to meet at 3, and it's 3.10, and 3.15. I will text the other person only to find out that I was what I call the Lowe's, but Lowe's not there anymore. I don't know what, Brook, the Brookdale Plaza, uh, Tim Hortons, and the Brookdale uh, Tim Hortons, and they're at the other one. I was at the right place. No, I wasn't. I was at the wrong place. <laughs> I was at the wrong place at the right time. I was at the wrong place at the right time. Well, I've done it the other way around as well. 
I, I've been uh, put it in my calendar. Let's meet on Monday. I, my brain said Monday. My fingers put it in uh, on a different day in my calendar. And then I'm sitting there in 3, 305, 310, 315. <laughs> and uh, where are you? No, it's tomorrow. You said we were meeting tomorrow. I was at the right time. No, I wasn't. I was in the right place at the wrong time. Well, you know, we can live our lives in sync with the Holy Spirit. And powerful things take place when you live your life at the right place and at the right time. You, sometimes we look at people's lives and it just looks like everything is going well for them. There's a blessing on their lives. And they've learned how to sync up with the Holy Spirit to learn how to live life at the right place and at the right time. I believe as Christ followers and under as we yield to the Holy Spirit, I believe that things go well in life. It doesn't mean that things go consistently 100% well, because sometimes God will walk us through the difficulties. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I'm not walking alone. I'm walking with him. The world doesn't work the way it should, and we walk through things, but I can walk in sync with the Holy Spirit, with the strength of the Holy Spirit. Why would anybody want to walk alone when you can walk with the Holy Spirit? But we've got to learn and understand that there's a timing to life, a sinking with life, a season with life, places that we should be and places that we shouldn't be as we walk. And the Holy Spirit will walk with us. In Luke chapter 2, we read about Simeon. And God had promised Simeon that he wouldn't die until he saw the Messiah. A moment ago, I said no one knew who Messiah was until his 30th birthday, and that's true except for mom and dad and Simeon and Anna and anybody that maybe was in the temple here because God had promised, Simeon, uh, you're going to see him before you die. And Simeon, being a very elderly man, waiting for the promise of God. The Scriptures say he patiently waited uh, for God. And Jesus came in uh, to do what Jewish boys do after they're born at eight days old, to be uh, a ceremony of cleansing and circumcision. And that particular day, Simeon had a front row seat. Let's pick up the story uh, as we read here in Luke chapter 2. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout, and he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel, eagerly awaiting the promise of God. God had made him a promise. God's made some people in this room a promise, or you've read about a promise of God. I want to show you this morning how you can be on time for your promise. I I believe promises of God unfold in the right place and in the right time. I don't think we have to worry about that or be anxious. Am I in the right place at the right time? No. You can live yielded in, in security to the Holy Spirit and know that God's going to deliver his promise. He was waiting for deliverance of a promise. It says, at that time. I love this. At that time. At that time. At that specific moment in the timeline of God. At that time. God has a right time. God has a that time for you. He has a that time for me. At that time, he was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He was eagerly waiting. The Holy Spirit was upon him. The Holy Spirit 
was upon him. He was yielded to the leading. And we're going to look at this idea of being moved by the Holy Spirit. Like wind blowing, we set the sail of our life and allow the Holy Spirit to blow us where we need to be. And, and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. It had been revealed, it had been shown. The Holy Spirit reveals, as we're going to see in a moment. He illuminates. He, he shows us things, Jesus told us last week, things to come so that we can know. It had been revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. In other words, God had made a promise. God's promises had been revealed to Simeon. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. That day. Would you say it with me? That day? That day. Come on. Every day of your life and my life can be a that day. Sometimes you'll be talking to someone who's been a Christ follower for some time, and they might say it this way. I look for divine appointments. I look for what God has for me today. Holy Spirit, what do you have today? I want to be in the right place at the right time. You know, I don't believe in coincidences. We don't preach karma. <laughs> we preach Holy Spirit, right time, right place. Place, leading us, guiding us, using us, Holy Spirit activity that we on the day, every day we awaken, it's not that we're waiting and waiting for one promise and then we fulfilled our life and went, hey, I got the promise. The Holy Spirit got me to the right place at the right time. No, every day, every day, he positions you to be in the right place at the right time so that the promises of God and the blessing of God can be poured out in your life. Romans says this, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. In Acts, we read about the mighty rushing wind. The word rushing, is, it literally just means the moving. It came in and moved them. It moves us. Holy Spirit activity, Holy Spirit wind, we're calling it, will move you into the right place and in the right time if you will yield to it, if you will identify with his work. Christina uh, got a new-to-us vehicle, no, new-to-her vehicle uh, a little while ago. It's a, uh, it's a Toyota Highlander. I want to give a big shout-out this morning. I think that, uh, that Troy Hickman's probably watching online. He does many Sundays, and uh, he's, uh, he's over, he, he's the... Uh, person over the uh, Cornwall Toyota here, and, uh, and, and just shout out to you, Troy, today as you're watching, listening. And so Christina got a crash course uh, when she was leaving uh, the salesperson, uh, Nick Belmonte. You're probably not watching, but you should be. Anyway, um, and, uh, and so she got a crash course on all the bells and whistles. That's what they say, right? This thing's fully loaded. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's got everything. And you get, the, you get the crash course. And so Christina comes home all excited. I said, uh, which one did you get? And she's showing it to me. And she says, it's got all the bells and whistles fully loaded. I go, that's amazing. What, what kinds of bells and what kinds of whistles does it have? I don't know, but it's got them all. It's got all the bells and it's got all the whistles. And so uh, um, we went several weeks and the novelty wore off and I got to drive one day. And we're on the 401 and uh, I've got the cruise control on. And uh, the vehicle starts slowing down all by itself, like it's got a mind of its own or something. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And, and there's something wrong with the cruise. Brand new, bells and whistles. This is, this is broken. And so after two or three times, Christina remembered, oh, 
That's one of the bells, and maybe a whistle. It could be a bell and a whistle. I don't know, but the, it's got a sensor on it, and when you came up on that vehicle that was going slower, it automatically slowed you down. I go, I don't like that car driving for me. I'm out of control. Control Anonymous, hi, my name is Roy. <laughs> and you said, hi, Roy. Yeah, I don't like being out of control. And so we said, well, I wonder what else this thing does. And so you get the manual out, and you start reading, and you start, and oh my goodness, they're not kidding. It's got all kinds of bells and whistles, things that if we hadn't gone into the manual and, and kind of read about or discovered and taken the time to be intentional about what this came with, I mean, years from now when, you know, we were done with that vehicle, someone might say, did you know? I got it know. I never used that feature. Did you know that as a Christ follower, your life is full of features that you probably aren't even aware are there? That God, and he sent Jesus to die on the cross, that when he died for you, he, he died for a lot of features that God wants to give you, and they're written down in our manual, the Bible. But sometimes we read the Bible and we're wondering, I don't know if I understand the manual. But we can begin yielding to the Holy Spirit and say, come, Holy Spirit, we're going to discover today that's the simplest prayer you can ever pray. Come, Holy Spirit, help me understand what I'm reading today. Look at this scripture today as we continue this understanding. Uh, uh, one, uh, that, that he will, he, that he will um, the first thing we've, we've talked about this morning uh, is, is, is the wind of the Holy Spirit to be at the right time and the right place. First Corinthians says this, we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so, so, say so, so, why have we received this? So we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us, freely given us. God's not holding back. God's not withholding from you or withholding from me, but he wants us to know. That's why most important step, four things at harvest. We want you to know God. We want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your purpose and find out you can make a difference with your life. We want you to know God and continue knowing God and the wonderful things. This word know means to experience, not just find out all the accessories and the bells and whistles of being a Christ follower, but experiencing them, finding out about them. They're there, God's provided. When we identify with the Holy Spirit, we yield our lives to the Holy Spirit, something begins to happen as you read the Bible, our manual. People will say it this way, it's as if the verse jumped off the page. Just for fun, how many have had a verse jump off the page? And just wave it back and forth so we can see your hand today. Yeah, that verse jumped off the page. Many times I've been preaching, someone will come up and go, how did you know? How did I know what? How did you know? It was as if I was the only one in the room today. You were preaching right to me, Pastor. I didn't know, but the Holy Spirit knew. And you're yielding your life and experiencing an illumination. You're experiencing a light being shone on the wonderful things that he has. So many times, so many times uh, uh, we have been withheld. It's like we're a bit withholding, but he says he freely gives it. It's that we haven't known that they were there all the time. All the time. You can be in prayer and a thought can come into your mind. It's the Holy Spirit talking to you and showing you, well, maybe that there's something standing in the way of wonderful things for you. Maybe there's some unforgiveness there. And the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you about it. 
about the wonderful thing of God called forgiveness. It's a miracle that you can forgive another person. Forgiveness instead of unforgiveness. Healing instead of sickness. The Holy Spirit doesn't want you to be in the dark. He wants you to experience wonderful things. Say wonderful things. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Do you see the wording this morning in that verse in Romans 8, 32? He did not spare his own son, gave him up for us, our salvation. But remember, Jesus ascended, Holy Spirit came. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things, the all things that we don't know? How do I, how do I know all things? Did I get a matrix download? No. No, you begin to know it as you yield and have relationship with the Holy Spirit. And as we need it, he shows us the wonderful things. Here's a verse for somebody today. The scripture says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. If you know the scripture, say it with me now, but of love and of power and of soundness of mind. What a great scripture. And you might be reading that. And you might be listening online today or here in the room, and there's another voice, noisy voice, voices in your head, voices of anxiety, voices of fear, voices that it seems like a full-time job just to manage what's happening in your head, and it feels like your life is being sucked out of your body, and you're putting so much attention to what's happening in your mind. And the Bible says this, that God wants to heal even mental illness. Come on, somebody. God wants our minds clear and free, and I'm not minimizing mental illness, the same way I wouldn't minimize cancer, but listen to me, I don't, I don't want to minimize the wonderful things that God has given to us by his Holy Spirit. I'm reading a verse like that, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, then where did it come from? But he's given me a spirit of love and of power and of soundness of mind, and that phrase, soundness of mind, means free from noise. It literally means free from the noise, free from the noise. Somebody today the Holy Spirit's going to show you it's in your manual. Somebody today, you're going to go, well, I need to just, what do I do? Do I put the key in, turn? Yes, you come, Holy Spirit, into my mind right now. I want to be free of this. And we hear stories over and over how somebody has stepped up in faith, said, Holy Spirit, in physical healing today, we prayed for Mark. And I'm waiting for a text from Kylie to say, hey, he's getting better. Why? Because God heals today. It's the wonderful things as we understand. Now, you can read that God heals today and go, well, if it be your will, God, we pray for this. No, something happens when the Holy Spirit shows you the manual and the verse jumps off the page and you go, really? For real? Yeah, if he didn't spare his son. If Jesus died on the cross, he gave us all things. He gave us all things. Physical healing today, a marriage Somebody's in the room, somebody online. Can my marriage be different? Your marriage can be different. Right place, right time, access to all things. One more thought just before we go this morning. On the last day, the greatest day of the festival in John chapter seven, Jesus stood up and he said with a loud voice, I wish I had time to give you the context of where he said this and why he said this, but we're just gonna look at the words today. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. 
Please ignore the cell phone. It's actually mine. Could be Kylie. It isn't. But the faith you felt right there, just saying. So does it take a call to go, oh, maybe it's really happening? Remember the series I did on we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith, we don't walk by sound? All right, just saying. All right, here, I got to get this, I got this thought out. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him would later receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet gone to heaven. He's talking clearly about the Holy Spirit experience, the act two encounter with the Holy Spirit that we're talking about. Identifying with the work of the Holy Spirit will create a flow, a refreshing flow, like a river flowing in our lives. The Bible says in Psalm 1-3 that we'll be like trees planted by the riverbank, bearing fruit every season, not just some seasons. You can be fruitful in every, even in difficult seasons, you can be fruitful. Why? I'm in the river. Their leaves never never wither. They prosper in all they do. Number three this morning, as we identify with the Holy Spirit, we yield. I want you to know there's a river. You don't have to live a dry life today. Some of you are dry. You're just dry here today. Online, you're dry. Your life is dry. Your marriage is dry. Maybe somebody you've been looking for, like the song that we sang earlier, that I looked everywhere for things that would satisfy. The Bible's clear that only one river satisfies. That's the river of a relationship with Him by His Holy Spirit. You know what? Church isn't supposed to be dry. That's why we want a corporate expression of the Holy Spirit in this place. Unless, does anybody want dry church? Good, because they're, you get, never mind, I won't say it out loud. No, we don't want a dry church. We want the river of God flowing through the house of God. If you're ready today, if you're ready today to yield to the Holy Spirit, you, you've been listening going, I've been ready since your first point. How do I do this? Very simply, yielding is yielding. And in your prayer time, each and every day, as you begin, pray to the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. The simplest prayer throughout 2,000 plus years of church history. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, at work today. I need you. Come, Holy Spirit. I want to be at the right place and at the right time today. I I need you. Come, Holy Spirit, and blow me into the right place. Come, Holy Spirit. I'm feeling so dry right now. I I just want to wait for you. Come, Holy Spirit. I need to understand the things that I need. How do I access them? Because God said there are wonderful things. Come, Holy Spirit. I'll lead you in a prayer in just a moment of come, Holy Spirit, before we go and we end with this final song. But I just want to ask this. Is there anyone here today you've never... You've never asked Jesus to come into your life. You didn't know you could have a relationship with Jesus. You didn't know, hey, Craig, I see your hand, buddy. I think that's Craig. Yeah, buddy, thank you. And and so you didn't know that you could begin a relationship with the Lord. And somebody online today, there's a story in the Old Testament about a prophet, Ezekiel, who saw a vision of the river I'm talking about, the river that would flow in the New Testament church time that we live in today. 
And he said that the river began ankle deep. You just take a step in. The Bible says that all of us need to take a step toward God. That's all we need to do. We are going one way, and we just make a decision. And it says we repent. That sometimes complicated word simply means to turn around and to face God. You go, well, how far will God be away? He'll be right there because he's never left you or forsaken you. We are the reason we didn't have a relationship. We we're going our own way because of our own sin. And we turn and he's right there. The Bible says that this river, Ezekiel just got ankle deep. You just, you just get in. Today, if you want to get in on a relationship with Jesus, I want to count down from five. And when I get to zero, just put your hand up so I can see it. I want to pray with you today. You're just saying, I want to pray a prayer to invite Jesus into my life. Include me in that, Pastor. If that's you, five, four, three, two, and one. Just raise your hand. Thank you again, Greg. I love it, buddy. Back here. Thank you. Awesome. Come on. Come on. Well, church, we know what to do when people are stepping up and making a decision to ask Jesus in their life. Pray this prayer with us together here in the room. Dear Jesus, thank you for your love, for your acceptance. I turn to you today. Thank you that you receive me. Forgive my sin. I begin my life with you. Amen. Hey, we believe if you prayed a prayer like that, you are born again. Just before we sing, would you stand with me? And while we're singing this song, I want to pray a Come Holy Spirit prayer with you today. If you came dry, if you just said, I need to be at the right place at the right time, whatever you identify, I'm praying right now you're going to experience it as we sing this final song. Just put your hands out like you're receiving. If you don't mind doing that, if you're comfortable doing that, if not, it's okay. But if you're comfortable, kind of an act of faith, just like I'm going to catch something here right now, just a kind of a, 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 a touch point. And as you do that, Holy Spirit, you see every hand, and I know you want to fill with wonderful things. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Make that your prayer as we worship the Lord now and experience his presence. Pour your spirit out. 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 Pour your spirit out.
fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Oh, holy anointing, the power of your presence. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit Thank you for joining us this week. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.